Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Magnificent. How are you? Uh, if I was any better, I'd be you. Great show. It's going to be tough to follow up uh, what we had last week with Mr. Andre Edwards, but we're going to we're going to do everything we can. Uh, speaking of, check Andre Edwards out on the tweet box at Andre Edwards 06. Correct. Uh, and you at? Uh, at SickWittit, S-I-C-W-H-I-T-T-I-T. And me at Adam Schmidt 44. Yeah, Adam and, and uh, Adam and Andre, good follows. Me, you're not going to get anything out of me. I just <laughs> like some stuff every now and then. I loved what you sent me today on Twitter. Oh, yeah. there was That, that was awesome. Was, yeah, was, I think that's the first time I've ever sent something to somebody on Twitter. <laughs> you did it perfectly. <laughs> there you go. It Figured popped it up while I was at work, and I kind of I glanced at it. I was like, oh. I want, so I didn't I didn't answer it right away because I wanted to give it some thought. It. I never I never told you who I thought. So the the question was Kobe's got the ball, last second, uh, last second shot. Kobe's got it. You could only pick one guy to defend him. Mm-hmm. The choices were Scotty, Michael, uh, Gary Payton, Dwayne Wade, and Ben Wallace. Man, that's tough. Dude, it's tough, but I think I'm going to go with – you said you didn't give me an answer, which is completely an Adam move. Adam says uh, – Adam just says – what did you say? Oh, Scotty, said, Scotty or Michael. Michael or Scotty, yeah. Yeah, well, that's not an answer, so let's get an answer. <laughs> uh, so I have to pick between one of those? Yes. That's too hard. That's why I said both because here's the thing. Michael is going to – Michael's going to get the job done because – He's the most competitive person that has ever played basketball. Sure. Scotty was is one of the best defensive players to ever play, and he's got size. He's got a little bit of size the and size length to match up with Kobe. on Kobe, so he's going to bother his shot a little Gary bit more. Gary Payton's going to get inside him. He's not going to let him go anywhere. He is, but Gary's a little smaller. And Ben Wallace is too, sm- is too, is too slow. Yeah, he he. I mean, he was. Don't get me wrong. Quick for a big yeah, guy, for a big guy, he was quick, but he's too he's he's too slow to guard Kobe. You don't want him. One. You don't want him out thirty feet from the basket guarding Kobe. So we're going with Michael then, right? I mean, I'm. You're going with Scotty. You're going with Michael. Give me Michael. There you go. All right, Michael Jordan it is. Uh, so, so that's who you have. Yeah, to? I'm taking Michael. Okay. Uh, I mean, like it's it's just like you said, it's a last second shot for Kobe. It's a last second defensive thing. Maybe the They're two, both the two, they got the worst killer instincts of anybody in the history of the game. So, yeah, I'm going with both of those guys as well. All right. So anyway, this is a Nosebleed Sports podcast. That's our twitters, twitters, our tweet boxes, our tweet snockers, whatever it is. Anyway, <laughs> feel free to follow us. Uh, please catch us. We're live every every Wednesday, uh, right around 10:30. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook Live. Also, if you can't get to that, you can get us on. All of the favorite uh, platforms, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, pre, you know, if, if it's on there, Spotify, all that stuff. It's on all of them, so check it out. We appreciate it. Subscribe. Uh, listen to us. Uh, hit some comments up, and, yeah, we'll go from there. we got a good show today, man. We do, and this show is brought to you. The Nosebleed Sports Podcast is brought to you by Training Personally with Peggy Edwards. No matter your level of fitness, beginner, intermediate, advanced, if you like to be challenged, you want the benefit of working with a personal trainer, but you don't want to pay for a personal trainer, training personally is the gym you want to go to. Training personally is circuit training for all levels. 
All levels. All levels. If it's your first time working out ever, if you work out every day, it's it's the place for you. Circuit training with a personal trainer at your pace, on your time. Peggy Edwards, certified personal trainer, owner-operator, keeps your workout safe, fresh, fun. Chris, for uh, a very special treat for our Nosebleeds Sports Podcast listeners, if you go to training personally, which is located at 3634 Boudinot Avenue in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. Go there. Your first month is free. Mention the Nosebleed Mention Sports the nose Podcast. Thank and you. And the month, first month is free. She's going to give you, basically, it's just like keeping, keeping cash in your pocket. If you want to work out for a month and check it out, uh, yeah, there you go. Peggy Edwards, training personally. Man, that's pretty special. She's we got somebody going to give somebody something from listening <laughs> to the podcast. Exactly. Please take advantage of that. Seriously. I mean, almost everybody feels like they could start working out or start working out a little more, go a little harder, whatever. Also, improve your eating habits, which is my biggest problem. Peggy Edwards is certified in everything required yeah, not, not to improve just, your yeah, life not just personal training but she also is the nutritionist stuff and all that all those certificational things as well <laughs> she's awesome man she's great she's uh supports the podcast and we want to support her so please check her out also so so speaking of that speaking of of, of supporters of the podcast yes we had a very special thing happen uh where our what is it called the greatest post sports poster of all time is uh, has wrapped up, and the greatest sports poster of all time, of course, is brought to you by the Ohio Mosquito Control, uh, where they offer quality services to the Cincinnati area at reasonable prices. They're family-owned and operated professional mosquito control service that uh, you can get to at ohio-mc.com. They set it all up right there. You can do a one-time spray if you got something special going on. It's the end of the season now. So, uh, you know, get a hold of them. They'll get you set up for next year. They can even start a spray now because the mosquitoes get bad here in the fall. So They do. People get, get outside yeah. and do the fires and stuff at night yeah. when it gets a little cooler. Yeah, they'll, they'll do it. They'll do it for commercial applications, special events, anything like that. They'll hook you up for the end of the season and then get you started for next year. It's really nice. They should shoot you a little text, let you know they're on their way, email. Uh, they do everything that way. So Ohio-MC.com, that's Ohio Mosquito Control. They are the pest of the pest. So, the sports, the all-time greatest sports poster. What happened, man? We've been we've been going back and forth with this for a long time, trying to figure out who actually is going to win this thing, and now we have a winner. We have a winner. This was the closest. I think this was the closest matchup of the entire tournament. Yeah. These two semifinals, there were upsets in both semifinals. So the first, the number one and number two seeds. Were eliminated. And what were those two seeds? As the number one seed, I had the Bo Jackson. The poster. Bo Jackson. Yeah, I'm fine that with was, that. That was I was all pick. about that as well. I was good with it. Number two, we had Wings, the Michael Jordan, arm straight out, wingspan yep. poster. Sure. Your third seed was Muhammad Ali. All right, the iconic poster of him standing with his arm. It looks like he did like all shucks or something, but yeah, it just, was not that exactly, at all. Exactly, it was the, probably up. the opposite of all shucks. Yeah, it, was, it was. I just whooped your butt. Yeah. Um, so we have that one, and then it was the Michael Jordan dunk contest poster, uh, front like the side view of him flying through the air. His legs are up behind him. 
He's got the ball cocked back. Jump from the free throw line. I love that one. So anyway, that it's made cool. it. that made it against Muhammad Ali, right? Correct. So, or it wasn't wings. It was Muhammad Ali, and it was Michael Jordan dunking from the free throw line. And the winner is eleven votes to ten votes. Michael Jordan. Oh, you, you eleven thousand votes to twelve thousand votes to ten thousand votes. votes. Yeah. Congratulations, Michael Jordan, tongue out from the free throw line. One of my favorite. I I would have voted for that anyway. So. Actually, I don't know, man. That Muhammad Ali is one of my favorite. I had that hanging That's... up. It was inside of a Sports Illustrated one time, and it was one of those fold-outs. So it was like three or four pages long, and I ripped it out, and I had that hanging in my room for a long time. Nike did a uh, Nike did a thing on it. It was like you know one of their <clears throat> one of their deals. Anyway, so we are um, done with that. Uh, not sure if we're going to be able to do any more polls. I appreciate everybody that got involved and voted. Um, but uh, unfortunately, to put a poll on Facebook has gotten almost impossible. So we are uh, not able to do We may be able to do it, may not be able to do it in the future. So If we can find a better way to we'll post it, it that's more yeah, reliable. We'll figure it out. Maybe when we get our website up and running. There you go. So uh, besides that, dude, let's get, into, let's get into sports. What do you say? Yeah. Let's start off uh, here in Cincinnati. We've been talking about this kid since he came up. He's broken record after record for fastest to fastest player with certain with to whatever amount of home runs, and uh, he's currently at 15 home runs. He hit 14 in August, I believe is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the rookie of the month as well as the player of the month. Unanimous vote, by the way. Aristides Aquino, congratulations. Uh, it's just too bad he can't he's there's no way he could get rookie of the year because Pete Alonso is doing the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's at and he, he did just it, hit he his forty sixth for, for an entire season. Exactly. Not just a month, he did it for a whole season. He just hit his forty sixth home run, which by the way, uh Aristides Aquino is a third away from that and he's only played for one month. Aristides Aquino is like on pace for like eighty home runs in a season. Might be more <laughs> than that. <laughs> yeah, he uh he had another – that's the other thing is he's a home run machine right now, and he's also hitting the ball. When he's not hitting home runs, it's not like he's striking out like a lot of these guys are no. doing now. He hit a, he had a, he had a two-RBI double tonight. Yep. It was – I mean, he's he's hitting the ball. He's, he I think he hit uh, – was it like 370-something for the month of August too um, as part of that being named National League Player of the, of the Month. He's just – he remains on fire. And, I mean, you, you kind of always you, – you see this kind of stuff all the time, and then you kind of wait for it to die down, to fade off a little bit, yeah. for him to come back. And so far it's not. I mean, he's over a month now. He's almost two months in, into his you know professional career now, or into his major league career, I should say. And, uh, and the kid is – the biggest bright spot on this team right now. No I mean, the most it. fun thing. He had a stolen base tonight when he was on. <laughs> he was on two or three times. And I, like to, I didn't and see it. I would like to see him run because he, I, I bet he's like a deer. He's just so long. You know what? He didn't have a great lead. He didn't get a great jump. He looked back for like four seconds as he's running. To the, oh, and, and he and he got in somehow. And he's three for three. He hasn't been caught stealing. There he's only go. stolen three bases, but he's three for three. Hitting 308, 371 on base percentage. He's he's slugging 725. Uh, the guy's just, he's just, um, he, he's outstanding. 
He's been outstanding. He's been great. It's been a month. Congratulations. Hopefully he keeps it up in September. But uh, on that note, he can't get rookie of the year. It's not going to happen in the National League. It's just not going to. Well, it wouldn't happen anyway. He's only been up for a month. Nobody's going to give it to him just for having a one great month. So Pete Alonso uh, is now six home runs away from uh, tying Mark McGuire's 52 home runs that he hit as a rookie. Other than that, he's broke every single record as a rookie for home runs there is. So he's going to win that. That's pretty impressive. Except fastest to 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15. 15, correct. And when Estita hits his 16th, it'll <laughs> do that either. So anyway, let's let's move on from that because we talked last week a lot about Rookie of the Year, a little bit about Rookie of the Year. We talked a lot about the MVP race. Uh, so let's real quick, before we get into uh, football, which is starting tomorrow. Before we get into the NFL and uh, into uh, a couple other funny things that we want to get into, let's talk about real quick Justin Verlander, the man who seems like he's 98 years old, only even though he's only like 29 or something. He feels like he's been in Major League Baseball for about 38,000 years. Throws <laughs> another his third no-hitter. His third no-hitter of his career. Um, he had one walk. How many strikeouts was it? 14 or something like that? Was it 13 or 14? And he is, to me, the absolute front runner for American League Cy Young this year. To me, it looks like a a two-man race. It's between him and his teammate, Garrett Cole. Um, But Verlander's leading leading the American League in almost everything. (laughs) So... um, so he he Verlander's been dominant. He's just dominated American League hitters and lineups which, you know, traditionally you talk about the American League being a tougher league to pitch in because you have the designated hitter, you're not pitching to a to a black hole somewhere in there where there's a pitcher hitting. Um it, you, you know, you're you're it's the pitcher's spot is not necessarily a black hole anymore either by the way. There's, a, there's some pretty decent guys. There's some guys that can get some pretty good cuts in there. Yeah, but, okay, there are for some the most guys part, hitting you're 210. Right. You're right. For the most part. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, Michael Lorenzen home run tonight. Um, but and yeah, a and a win. Home and, run and a win. I think a that's win. the second time right. he's done that, by the way. Yeah, you're right. Um, so anyway, but but Verlander's really dominating the American League. And in the, in the National League, if we want to stick with the Cy Young thing, I, I've got like five guys you can talk about. I think if I had to vote today, I would probably take Steven Strasburg um, just because he's like closer to the top of most Over of the categories. Ma- I mean, Max Scherzer's had a great year. Ryu's had a great year, but but because of the wins, is that what's doing it for you? Not necessarily. It's the only thing that that Strasburg, wins is the most underrated, or sorry, the most overrated, overrated stat right, for any pitcher. Right. And, and Strasburg does lead the National League in wins, but um, so I mean, it doesn't hurt. I don't, you know, you're certainly not going to put that against him. And if there's any, if there's a tie, and and somebody has 17 wins and somebody has 12 wins, you know, you're going to give it to the guy with 17 wins. But I wouldn't. No, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Yes, you would. Okay, so <laughs> find another stat somewhere. Okay, and there are a million stats, and that's what that's the thing. Like looking at these are basically surface level, like traditional stats. The strikeouts, WHIP. I like. See, you I know. like you got batting average against. You mm-hmm. got all kinds of stats like that. I really like. In fact, there's a couple. Bi- <laughs> the Sunny Gray's batting average against Sunny Gray this year, number one in the National League. Two oh one. Number one in the National that's League. That's insane. Yep, 201. Lady's Castillo right behind him, 207. This Flaherty guy, though, 
who ended up getting the pitcher of the month over uh, over Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray, who had a what was he? Point uh, seven three ERA, and or no, I'm sorry. What was it? It was, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was point seven three. But Flaherty had a point seven one ERA. <laughs> I mean, it's insane for the month. So those two had a great month. Congratulations to them. That's all I got. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you have Strasburg, Scherzer, Ryu, like you mentioned. Kershaw's having a great year. Jacob Degrom was last year's National League Cy Young, and he hasn't really fallen off. No, I mean, he's still having a terrific he's, year. He's not having the year he had last year, but he's still having a great year. But he's still one of the best two or three pitchers in maybe the game, certainly the National we League. we still got a month left in the season, and I That's think the this en- the end of this month, the way it ends up, uh, is going to be a big part of how this goes, because Scherzer could easily make a jump on this. DeGrom could make a jump. Uh, Ryu could continue to, to pitch well, but you're looking at strikeouts are so big anymore. That kind of drops Ryu out of it. Um, yeah, Strasburg's right there. There's a lot of guys right there, so mm-hmm. I'm yep. excited to see. I think I think uh, I th- I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Scherzer in the National League. Um, not not right now. If I had to do it right now, I may not pick him. But I believe that by the end of this year, Max Scherzer is gonna is gonna win this. Yeah. Yep. And they're uh, they're a playoff team. So mostly because he has two eyes, two colored eyes, two different colored eyes. Everybody has. Well, <laughs> not everybody has two eyes. <laughs> most people have two eyes. <laughs> right, we got to be. We're an all-inclusive uh, podcast here, so we no, love everybody. No, we're not. No, we're not. Everybody if you, with if one. If you only have one eye, don't listen to the Nosebleed Sports <laughs> podcast. I don't want you to listen. I'm. I'm no. We, but we don't love everybody. But if you have something weird no, about people with one eye, if you I'm have, just kidding. But I'm if you have kidding. no eyes, we want you to listen to every episode twice. Yes, because it uh, one time for each eye you don't have. But don't bother with YouTube because you're not going to be able to see that. No, you can you can listen to it on YouTube. You can. But listen to it somewhere else. Don't bother with YouTube. You yeah. can't see it. it. Yeah, especially because you're not getting the – anyway, full quality. Great. All right, so, uh, yeah, there you go, man. I We touched on Rookies of the Year. We touched on Cy Young's. Well, Rookies of the Year, we really just mentioned Pete Alonzo. In the American League, I think it's between Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Jordan Alvarez. There are a few other guys having great years. There are actually several guys, and half of them are on – half of them are Toronto Blue Jays. But um and and they're all sons of former baseball players. But anyway, about that Bichette kid, man, Bo Bichette, who I was never a huge fan of his father, especially when he was in Cincinnati. But you didn't like Dante Bichette I when he not, came to Cincinnati. He was bad. He was bad in Cincinnati. It wasn't terrible. He wasn't too good. You make me want to look up his stats now. I, he, I, he was I good. He was pretty good in uh, Colorado for a long time, and then he came to Cincinnati and just was kind of a pretty big disappointment, honestly. Pretty good baseball player overall, had a good career. His son, it looks like, is going to be even better. Uh, but you have Kevin Biggio and you have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And uh, those three guys are all rookies at the same time. Their fathers all played when we were growing up, and uh, that makes us old. So It does. So anyway, um, I mean, you do have uh, – you have some other – you have some other guys that are – he batted 295, 16 home runs, 76 RBIs. I mean, I wouldn't call that a bad year. His year in uh, with the Reds? Yeah. 295 is good. Yeah. But he had how many? So I heard 76 RBIs. I Yeah, 16 penciled. home runs, which was one of his lowest. But And RBIs has got to be some, one of his lowest too, right? I mean, yeah, wasn't well, he I mean, a 100 he, RBI he won, guy? I don't know if he won the MVP. I think he might have won the MVP. No, he was in second in the MVP voting in 95 with 197 hits, 40 home runs. 
128 RBIs. He led all of those categories in Major League Baseball. And that's what I penciled in when, when he came to the Reds, and I got disappointed big time. That was also five years before he came to the Reds. How old was he when he came to the Reds? Old. He only played for one more year. Two more one two more yeah, one more year. He only yeah. played for one more year. He didn't even play a full season with the Reds. So his decline was when he came to Cincinnati and that ended his baseball career. Yeah. He it, came to he his came decline to was the last year and he came to Cincinnati for his career to die. Like everybody else does. <laughs> anyway. All right, so uh besides Dante Bichette, I just farted. Oh, you're welcome. This is a very, speaking very of, closed. Speaking of Dante Bichette, speaking of Dante this is a Bichette. very enclosed uh, um, studio here. It's not very big. It's about six by ten, if that. And uh, yeah, if you see me gasping for air or turning green, now you know. Also, speaking of that, uh, if you are watching on Facebook Live and you decide you want to leave us a comment. I apologize, but we still cannot read the comments. Looks like there's about six of them out there. I have no idea what any of them say. I'll work apologize, on that. Uh, but thanks for listening. Thanks for commenting, and uh, we will read them and reply after the show. Chris, we don't talk about – so we talk a lot about basketball. We talk about baseball. We don't talk as much about football, but this week is the first week – of regular season football, NFL football. Yes, it is. Are you ready for some football? Um, eh, I don't know. Eh, I, you're never. I ready mean, for okay, <laughs> sure. No, no. You know what? I'm. I. I do get a little bit now. Football is not my favorite sport, but I. I follow it. I watch it. Not as religiously as a ton of other people, sure. but. Um, I, I'm a big high school fan, big high school football Love fan. The high I, school football scene. Um, yeah. I, I'm a season ticket holder for that. But Go Panthers. Go Panthers! Uh, they started their uh, season last week with a win. So tough game next week, from what I understand. Isn't is that there right? Some, isn't there some uh, Dunbar team or something like that coming in that just beat Moeller by like forty or something? Oh, I didn't know. I, it's not Dunbar because Dunbar played Roger Bacon last week, and the game was stopped because a Dunbar player headbutted that the referee. Was what, that's where I. That's where that Dunbar <laughs> game came in. I heard about that. Yeah. That was that yeah. was uh, one of two. Um, public school games that uh that had to be stopped in the middle of the game and canceled basically because what of was the other game that got canceled I know it was uh withrow and oh. taft maybe uh but there were so many fights going on in the stands the fans were so unruly in the stands that they stopped the game man and it's like a soccer match in the it, middle of nicaragua or something it was um, yeah, it, except it was football hooligans this time. Yeah, uh, American American football hooligans. Which. <laughs> so anyway, doesn't happen, I guess. That's our high school review for the week. Uh, a big uh, a big local game locally. There's a big college game, the UC Bearcats, which are a, a an up and coming football program. Yep. Ten wins last season. Um, you know. Moving in a very, very positive direction under Luke Fickle, playing against his former team where he came from, the Ohio State Buckeyes, ranked, what are they, fifth maybe in the country or something right now? Something like that. Um, so that's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a rivalry actually, it, even though it's not real. I mean, for fans of each team who live in Cincinnati, it's a rivalry. They, well, it's not a rivalry because they hardly ever played. They've like they've barely played. However, the fans in Cincinnati are loving it, and obviously Cincinnati must not be that good if Ohio State's finally deciding to play them. 
That's a joke. I'm <laughs> no, just uh, no, 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 no. Fickle's got a, the the coach has a relationship with Ohio State, obviously, uh, being from there. So it's a uh, it, it should be fun. Now, Ohio Cincinnati fans are really excited, and a lot of people are saying this could this may be the wrong year for them to have played UC. Uh, UC looks really good. They've had some really good recruits, but it's still Ohio State, man. That's hard for me to get off of Ohio State in that case. I just I, – it was a throwback to when we used to do that every week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody heard it. <laughs> so, anyway, so who's your pick in that game then? Are you taking – you think Ohio State wins that game? Uh, it, it's in is – it, is it Ohio State? It's at Ohio State, yes. Okay, so because of that, I take Ohio State. If it was, it, it was, if it was at UC, I mean, people get really excited – and have Nippert Stadium rocking when it when, during UC games, especially the last couple of years. People are getting so excited about this Bearcat program, and the stadium is filled and it's loud and it's people are really into this football program now more than they used to be. And if it was in because Ohio State still does recruit the best athletes in the country, um, you and it's at Ohio State historic stadium. I think I'm I'm gonna say Ohio State, but I hope it's if, a, I, if I were to give you 16 points. Oh gosh, oh yeah, I think Ohio State wins by 17. So no, you're taking Ohio yeah. State. All right, sounds good. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I got Ohio State in this game, and it's not because for all you UC fans out there, it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm a Xavier guy. This is completely different. It's football. I got no problem with UC football. I just want that to be made clear. I just this is a big game. I hope UC wins this game. I hope Ohio State wins this game. I like both teams. Uh, I'm not going to be that. There's a lot of people that are uh, torn here in Cincinnati because they're UC fans and Ohio State fans. Yeah, you're right. There are people that way. And I honestly, I support both programs. I think it would be cooler to see uh, UC upset them. You just want the underdog to win. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that would be fun. And, and you know what? I'm taking. I'm taking. So you're taking. Oh, I mean, I think Ohio State's going to win the game. All right. Well, now I'm going opposite of you. I'm okay. going UC. UC right. plus points. I'm going. If you give me 16 points, I'm taking UC. <clears throat> I, I I really am just it's choosing a 12 point game. I'm Four, really, it's a two touchdown game. 14 point game. Okay. I'm I'm really just picking Ohio State then in that case to see you pick and root for UC. I got no problem. Like like I said, I have no problem. Rooting for UC, I enjoy, I enjoy watching UC play football. I got no problem with it, especially with this new coach. Back when Tuberville was here, that was a joke. Yeah, that was bad. That was so a, that was a bad uh, anyway, era. yeah. So anyway, on that note, it's the end. It's NFL season, week one, starting this week. We got all the fantasy football stuff out there. Ezekiel Elliott signs his contract days before game number one. Here we go. It's time. Adam, I want to know one thing about the NFL season. We're only going to we, – I want to do it right now. Who is your Super Bowl winner? Who wins the Super Bowl this year? Give me the Kansas City Chiefs. Going with the Chiefs. Mahomes, uh, Tyreek Hill. You think Tyreek Hill is going to be able to play for a full season and not have whatever's going on in his life affect him? No. Nope. And uh, you also no longer have Kareem Hunt. But uh, the defense is still pretty much intact. So you're going Kansas City. I think I'm going Kansas City. Yeah, I'm I'm going with an NFC team. Okay, I am going 
with Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. I hope you're right because I have Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he was one of my two keepers in he our kept, fantasy league. Adam kept Ezekiel and Elliott thank, and immediately said, I'm probably going to lose this because he may not play. No, Gordon's the one that's probably not going to play this yeah. year. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was I was very glad to see that he signed yesterday, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not going to play him. I'll be honest. In the first yeah. week, I'm not going to play him. Why not? Because he hasn't practiced. He yeah, hasn't. but at the end of the game, if you need touches at the end of the game, you think they're going to give it to anybody except him? He's still going to touch the ball. He's it, de- gonna, it depends on how many times he touches the ball early in the game. I, I think I don't think it matters how many times he. I think he he won't get his full work in the beginning of the game, but at the end of the game, if they need important carries it doesn't matter if he got a big load in the beginning or not he's getting those carries you think so 100 percent. okay well i'll i'll pay attention that's to why it you just I gave need... him 90 million dollars <laughs> yeah yep but you also don't want to get him hurt because you overworked him in the first game when he hasn't been you gave him 90 million dollars go out there and do your thing all right so uh you're taking i'm taking that we're going to write those down we're going to hang them up so we have our Super Bowl picks for the year. Write them down on your little sheet I'm, of paper I'm there. I'm writing them down right now. We got, uh, we got Super Bowl picks, and we need to figure out what we are going to do for our, uh, for, our next, for our next bet. Last year so was <laughs> – what was the bet last year that we had to do for the – against the spread? We each picked three games every week against the spread. And uh, what, was, what was it that, we, was that, that- we, we had to do? That wasn't the Speedo, right? No. What, was that the one where that we never even – that I was supposed to be allowed to name your fantasy basketball team? That, I never that made, was it. You I never, never made you change it. Yep. <laughs> so we got to do something way better than that for a bet this year. If you got any ideas, please comment on whatever forum uh, – forum? 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 How do you say that? platform that you're listening to this on uh itunes whatever medium radio uh youtube spotify whatever it is anyway leave a comment on what you think we should bet what should i do or what should adam do because we are going to keep track of our picks every week and the winner for the year will have to have the loser do something so you're coming out of retirement basically because you swore that you would not bet anymore after losing the first six bets or so yes i did and but no i'm still i'm coming back man i'm ready i'm ready for football season i'm ready for football season i'm ready to make a bet it's a new season i'm ready to go okay so we are going to so let's figure it out man we got week one coming up we're picking three teams that we think that the rules are this is based this is based on the spread on wednesday night oh the spread i forgot about this okay well, what did you think okay. this was? Well, but but which okay? Then we have to establish which we have site to figure out a website. So, what website are you going to? Uh, right now, I have ESPN, the ESPN app up. All right. Well, there's no spread. Is there a spread on there? Yeah, right there's now? yeah, there are spreads. All right. If there's a spread on there, we'll just go off the ESPN app on Wednesday. That's what we're going to use. Okay. All right. So, Adam. So on the spot because we didn't talk spot, about this until this two beforehand. seconds before. <laughs> so here we go, Adam. I want to know who your locks of the week are. My locks of the week, uh, give me – I always say give me and then a team. I'm going to take the – Yeah, is that who you're taking? Yeah, that's what I'm taking. Uh, I'm going to take the Jags against the Chiefs. All right. Chiefs are favored by three and a half. 
It's in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. So you're taking the Kansas City Chiefs as your Super Bowl pick, but uh, but I'm, I'm having them. You're not. I'm having them only win by three in the first uh, game. Field goal to win it, huh? Field goal to field goal to win it. So Butker or something like that is the kicker's name, I think, for Kansas City. So is, is that right? Jags plus three and a half. Okay. You le- that's I you know I always used to say you take home dogs, man. That's always been my favorite. Home dog. I like home dogs. I, I, that's what I'm doing. All right. What do you got? What I'm doing. Um, Didn't work for me last year. <laughs> oh, man. This is so tough on the All spot. All right. So I'll go with my first with my first one while you're while you're looking at that. I am okay. going to go with the New York Jets minus three against the Buffalo Bills in in uh, Jersey. Okay. I think for my second one. I think I'm going um, with the Oakland Raiders. Wow, really? Yep. Even with – did you hear what just happened with Antonio Brown today? Yes. Here's the deal. Let me tell what you, you will never win a game – you'll never win a Super Bowl with a guy like Antonio Brown. This guy causes every bit of drama you can possibly cause – for a brand new team that made him the highest paid receiver in football, which he is, he's the best receiver in football right now, which or or top three, whatever you want to say. The guy's unbelievable on the field, but he does nothing but cause a ruckus. He he tweets out or Instagrams out or or or, or Insta face or whatever it is, <laughs> a a letter from his GM outlining the fines that he got and and makes some kind of snarky comment about it. This is ridiculous. This dude. If you are his teammates, or you are anybody in the Oakland Oakland Raiders organization, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders organization, what what do you make of that? So like, do you just try to stay away from that guy at all at all costs? That's the thing is you always it's always such a risk bringing in a guy, no matter how talented he is. Uh, you know, you're you're risking your locker room being disturbed being divided um it's just it's it's a (laughs) chemistry is i don't know i i i go back and forth about how important chemistry is but i think it's very important um but it just depends on i don't know i guess there, there are different cultures in locker rooms everywhere but nobody wants their culture to be a bunch of individuals yeah who, who are are no. who you know alienate themselves from the team basically what I, a drama queen man this dude is straight drama everywhere he goes so it was he missed he missed practice right or something like that yeah, a couple that of them were it was a walk through that he missed and whatever uh, other things that he missed and you know he had his helmet issues and he just decided he was going to leave camp cuz he couldn't wear a helmet so that's and it was nineteen grand. The dude's, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's got the, he's got that. He he found that I mean, in his shoe the other day. That sounds <laughs> astronomical to me, but <laughs> but it's uh, it is not, astronomical. not that big a deal to him. Not to him. So anyway, so All you're right. taking Oakland, and it's even. Right. It's even at right this now. moment. It's a pick 'em game. You're taking Oakland at home Monday Night Football. Correct. Congrats. I like that. That's a I I, I like that pick. For the first week. Now, if Oakland loses this week, they may not win a game all year. <laughs> I'm just telling you, that's what I, Antonio Brown does to a locker room. You lose, you're not winning solves everything, right? Mm-hmm. In Cleveland, if they can get off to a winning start 
and they are currently a five-point favorite against the Tennessee Titans in Cleveland. If they can get off to a good start, this team might have uh, have a decent year. If they don't, they're in trouble. And I'm not even going to mess with that game because I don't <laughs> trust Cleveland it's for something. anything. I ain't messing with any of it. You thought I was going to take that. I no, did. I'm uh, – I'm actually going to take the, uh, let's see, I'm going to take the Rams minus two and a half in Carolina. All right. All right, brother, it's time for your third and final pick for lock of the week. What is it going to be? What is going to lose you the week this week, which will also lose you 17 straight weeks, and I'm going to completely dominate this. I think I'm going to take your Super Bowl pick, the Dallas Cowboys. They are uh, minus seven and a half right now, and they're at home against the New York football giants. Look out. Hey, Eli Manning may come out to play, man. He's got something to prove. They, uh, everybody thinks they drafted his, uh, his, his uh, predecessor. Yeah, they did. But he's got something to prove, man. Look out. Okay. I love the first week of the NFL. Uh, the first week of the NFL, there's going to be so many upsets. And the first upset that I'm going to take uh, on my out of my three is I'm going to take. Now you're going to don't laugh at me when I say this. No promises. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals plus two and a half over Detroit in Arizona. The worst team in the NFL. I'm picking them to win their first game of the year. I hope you're right because I still love Larry Fitzgerald. That's why they're going to win. All right, and your first pick was the Jets. Two and a half. There you go. All right, so that's it. So if you Sorry, enjoy, yeah. right. if you enjoy uh, gambling on on football, please don't use our picks because <laughs> I don't know. I think Adam was well over five hundred. You were over five hundred last year. I was not, uh, not even close. However, this is going to be a new week, man. This is a new year. We got three picks out there. We'll run them together. Locks of the week. Who was your third? Who was your last one? Oh, Cowboys. It was Dallas. Yeah, it was Dallas. Dallas. Cowboys minus seven. All right, so there we go. We got them written down. We got them figured out. That is what we're doing. NFL season, we're excited for you. We have this segment every week for the NFL. We'll bring Andre Edwards on to talk some Bengals and NFL talk. Uh, hopefully every four weeks or so, every four or five weeks, you know, we'll get him in here uh, is our goal. I'm not sure if that's what Andre wants to do, but we have a, <laughs> we have a good time listening to him. He knows his stuff. LockedOnBengals.com contributor. Uh, founding member of Debonair. Check them out. Look them up. Uh, Debonair, the group, phenomenal. Anyway, all right, so from that, we'll move on from football because we don't know what's going to happen. Preseason's over. Real football starts next. Real tennis was going on this week. It was. And Roger Federer, as we were talking last night, you were watching. I was watching the match. Uh, he took an L, didn't he? Didn't he end up he losing did that? Take yeah, an L. He took an L. So there's quite a few guys, quite a few people that have that are out of this U.S. Open already. There's a lot of underdogs still left in it. Um, Serena's still around. Here's the deal. Let's be honest. We don't care at all about <laughs> tennis. I mean, I care about tennis. Serena Williams. Anytime you get to watch somebody who's the greatest of all time at their sport. Or if you get a chance like we get to do now where we get to watch a Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, the you know three phenomenal players, two of them coming to the end of their careers uh, who have held on way longer than you ever expected, 
not knowing who's coming behind them. You know, the Agassi and uh, 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 Sampras years go by, and then these guys fill in behind it, and you never know what's going to happen next. Yep. So it's fun to watch dominating sports. I love dominating I love domination in sports. I enjoy it. A lot of people can't stand it. I really like it. It's fun to watch. Same. Serena Williams, love watching her. Let me ask you a question. So I'm I'm watching TV today with my kids before we go to bed. And we are watching this show on Netflix called uh, Masha and Bear. It's a Russian cartoon, and it's so funny because they it's Russian-speaking people on, on there, but then they dub, you know, uh, uh, an English speaking little girl over Masha's voice. The bear doesn't talk. And it's really funny because it's like watching an old karate video or something like that, or like Godzilla, like her mouth doesn't move the way that like whatever she's saying in Russian don't work here. And there's Russian stuff on there all the time. It's just really funny. <laughs> so anyway, uh, she was involved, uh, uh, bear, was going against his nemesis, the other big bear who likes Bear's girlfriend, in a tennis match. <laughs> okay. Okay, but he hurt his foot. Hurt his foot. He's in a wheelchair. Oh. Who steps up? The three-year-old Masha. Okay. She watches a tennis. She watches tennis on TV. And she finds out. She literally says, "So that's what I have to do to win. I just have to yell louder than the other person." Why? Why? And it's. I don't feel like it's men at all that you ever hear do it. Maybe there are some men. Yeah. What is the grunting and the screaming every single shot? It's it's slightly sexual in a way. <laughs> if it, uh, you can probably if you if you want it to be, if you want it to be, it can. Oh, so be, you're maybe. saying it's I'm. I, I'm so not saying, saying you all, want it to be. Me, huh? I'm not okay. saying you want it to be. I'm saying if, so you, if you want to look your at eyes it. and watched a women's <laughs> tennis match, you wouldn't know. If you were blind and had no eyes and you're like we talked about earlier, you may not watch the Nosebleed Sports podcast on YouTube, but you may listen to the U.S. Open, women's U.S. Open on the radio or TV and hear that and think you might be on the wrong station. Maybe I caught a Cinemax or something in the middle of the night. I don't know. <laughs> Is tennis on the radio? No, it's can not on the radio, but he can. they can listen to it on the ESPN. I'll tell you what, Marty Brenneman would make tennis great on the radio. You would. I b- totally believe that. Um, but, yeah, I, I've always wondered the same thing. And, listen, there are men that grunt, too, when they're when – they're when they're playing tennis volleying yeah volleying um or and serving um but it it's it I would seems love to like see the comments right now on facebook live but i can't I've got, I, bet I've, I bet they're hilarious i've got them right here or there's none there yeah <laughs> nobody right now but anyway um <laughs> the grunting is so strange to me it's so strange to me i i feel like i remember monica sellas being the first one that i remember paying attention to or hearing about or she was like the biggest grunter um sure. we, we talked about that yesterday you and i did and and so it seemed like it came from her and then it kind of like did it caught start? fire a little bit yeah. it kind of became a little popular and now it's like everybody every does it. woman every woman not everybody every woman in tennis grunts yeah i i don't know if it's every single one but i uh, it's it's it at feels least like it. most yeah it feels like it. yeah and it's so str- and it, it that's the thing is like I understand, I I understand the grunting because you, it like sure, you, give you it do all. that when it, when you're exerting like maximum effort when you're old, 
you grunt when you just get up out of a chair. Well, a lot of these a lot of these tennis players are like 16 to 18 years old, so they're not old. <laughs> but that's true. But um, but the grunting, like you know, when you do something, look, when you get old, like I grunt to get in and out of the car. You know sure. what I mean? It's just I got to exert a little effort, yeah. and I need that little extra push. A little extra push. You know what I mean? So, uh, but so I understand the grunt. And, and you see it when you go to the gym and stuff like that, people lifting, and, and we'll get into that in a second. But but the, the tennis thing is, is different. I understand the grunting, but when it's like, when it seems like you're doing it on purpose to hear yourself grunt or to like grunt for entertainment purposes or something. Sure. That's when it's strange. And I truly feel like there are some people who are doing that. When your grunt, you want to call him out by name? No. <laughs> but when your grunt is, oh, holy cow! I, didn't, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> when it's that long, yeah, I should have backed away from the mic a little bit. But when it's that, I mean, I'm telling you, there are three to four second grunts for each hit, stroke, smack, whatever the term is in tennis. I don't know it, uh, but swing, uh, return, probably. Return. Well, that, you only Volley. return on a on a serve, right? Uh, I mean, you return everything that's hit to you, right? Yeah, but the first return is the serve. I feel like that's the only return. That's the return. You return the you return, s- return, return the serve. serve. I get you. Um, Look, we we obviously don't know what we're talking about when it comes to tennis, but uh, yeah. I, so anyway, continue. The, it's just like the length or the style or something of grunting. You know what? If you're doing it to be funny, great. I love it. <laughs> it's if, working. If you, if you do it's a, working if you're doing it to be funny. If, if you're doing yeah. If you if you want to throw in a, like a southern grunt or something like that, you know, or, or however you southern yeah. grunt or I don't know or, how that was a southern grunt compared to what you did before. What was the difference? Um I feel like it was a regular voice before I had a southern drawl in my grunt. You had a southern drawl in the grunt. Yeah, I feel like you need to go back and listen to this. <laughs> I feel like I'm. I feel like this is something that, like, if nope. we were had a regular radio show, we would record this and play it at the very beginning, so you could hear the two two grunts, and it would just be something I'm, really funny. I'm telling you. All right. I'm, I mean, I'm definitely going to listen to it. So <laughs> if you listen to it, let me know what you think. I'm gonna do a mashup of those two sounds. We should. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll put it on the. Uh, on the on soundboard. The board, on the soundboard, if so, I remember uh, how to do it. <laughs> so anyway, and, and that's just what sticks out to me most in tennis when I'm watching a match, especially if it's a lady, a ladies' match. Um, the grunting back and forth, and some of the grunts that sound like they're on purpose. That's oh, my. Yeah. That's my. That's my issue with it. What do you? Wh- <laughs> why are you doing that? That's a good question. I'm going to tell you a story though. Tell me a story. So, uh, speaking of grunting, it's not just women that do it. Oh, no, absolutely not. Uh, about 20 years ago, uh, me and uh, another cousin of ours, uh, Tony Edwards, another fan of the, the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, were at the YMCA. We, we were just allowed to work out. You're, I think it was 15 or 16. They give you, you had to take a class and you could go work out in the gym. At the Y. You know what I mean? Young Men's Christian Association. Yes. Yes. So as a young Christian man who was part of the association, Mm -hmm. we decided we were going to take part in the gym. Uh 
So 20 years ago would have been what? 2000. What? 1999. 1999. 20 years ago. Yeah, that's actually. Yeah, that's right. Because I graduated. Okay. And you so, were. Yeah, I was. 19, I was 43 years old. Yeah. You were 41 at the time. Okay, so t- 1999, old man. 1999, we're sitting in the gym at the Y, getting ready to work out. You go get your little card out, you know, you're going to go to your stations. There's a feller. There's a feller who uh, was a big, big time grunter. Okay. okay. So, and like, I'm going to, I'm going to describe this guy and I want you to tell me what his grunt, his grunt sounded like. All right. Mm-hmm. So he's got, uh, he's got a net. Remember the net muscle muscle shirts? Of course. He had a white net muscle shirt. Wow. Really short shorts. He had this like real like greasy curly uh uh Scott uh, uh Steve Nash, Steve Nash. Uh what's his name? Scott uh Scott Nash? No, no. not I can't Scott. I say it because he was Scott something before and then he became Scott Hall. Nash. Scott, Scott Hall. Hall and then he became Oh, he was with Kevin he Nash. Was just Kevin. Scott Hall, yes, yes, a yes, real yes, yes, greasy uh mullet like Scott Hall, okay? NWO. Yep. Yeah, greasy curly disgusting mullet like Scott Hall. Look him up. Look up Scott Hall's hair. It was disgusting. Anyway, Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. There you go. Razor Ramon's probably better because it was probably even worse back then. So he's got this hair. He has got the net muscle shirt on, and he's jacked. This dude's huge. (laughs) I'm talking his biceps were bigger than my head, and he's doing (laughs) curls. All right? Okay. That sounds right. I want you to tell me what what you feel like this grunt sounds like coming out of this grown man. Okay. Let's hear it. What do you got? That's oh, a me? big dude. I want you to tell me oh, what I you thought think you were going to tell me. Okay, I'll just tell you what it was. Okay, so you see this dude, and you're thinking Razor Ramon is lifting weights over here, <laughs> right? And you're expecting this dude to just, like, rip out some kind. He's getting into it. He gets down. <laughs> we walked into that gym, and we both had to turn around and walk out. I could not stop laughing. <laughs> Oh, my God. It was so funny. Every time he lifted that weight up, he was huge. Oh, and he sounded like a little mouse. People. So there are grown men. There are grown men that grunt as well. Please be self-aware when you're in the gym, when you're at the gym. Don't do, especially at the Young Man's Christian Association. Oh, boy. I, 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 I don't even know what to say about that. I love uh, people in a gym getting in it. Like, it, they, yeah. dude, they're in their zone. Dude, good for you. I'm, you know, and part of me says, good for you. You're not worried about anybody else. You don't care what anybody else thinks because you got Razor Ramon's hair, a net. A, you, I mean, this dude had a netted, like, from the 60s or 70s when those things were big. I was going to say. Muscle shirt. My uncle used to wear them all the time. I think he wore them to the day he died. Uh, and, and uh, you know, he's just. Just, uh, just great. It was awesome. So anyway, men grunt as well. Men do, men do grunt, and that's part of the. I I haven't been to a gym with free weights like that in a very long time. But um, when I did go, it was for probably I would say seventy eight percent entertainment, twenty two percent workout. <laughs> yeah. And, sit uh, on a machine and just watch people. Yes, and, and and that was one of my favorite things is to watch. Number one, watch the the muscle bound guys. Yeah. Do the uh, 
you know, just work the glamour muscles. Oh, you yeah. Know? Just do the hey. biceps and the chest. Curls for the girls, baby. Hey, right, right. Curls for the girls. <laughs> right. Think about in, in what sport, in what sport or in what part of your life do you do you do something that uh, that needs to be strong for a curling motion? Except just to do curls. <laughs> like if you're a lineman. Drinking a beverage and eating food. Yeah, I guess. like if you're a lineman in the NFL, like there's never a motion where you go from your legs, bend at your elbows, and come to your chest. Like there's nowhere that that happens. Right. But maybe, people, but maybe as a running back holding the ball or a wide receiver, <laughs> I could see that. But okay. the, guns, the guns might just pop the ball loose in that case too. Yeah. Uh, curls for the girls, baby. Curls, curls for, for the, the girls. girls. Yep. Those are the guys that do the, you know, like the 30 push-ups right before they leave for the club on Friday night, you know, just to get a little pump in, just a little, just, just what does that the, do? Oh, you know, it, it, it gets, it just gets the blood flow into the muscles, gets the blood yeah. flow into the muscles and it, and it, and it makes them, it pumps them up a little bit just for, just for a So you're telling me if I drop down and hit out 30, pump out 30 uh, push-ups for like the next three hours, my muscles will look bigger. For the next, if you pump out <laughs> for the next three hours, yeah, if you do push-ups, <laughs> what? You're telling me that these guys do it before they go to the club? They're at the club for like three hours. What's that? What's oh that yeah, going? yeah. I mean, it's not. It might not last the whole time, but when you walk in and you got the shirt on with okay, the so, with so, the sleeves, so, so that if are, I if I pump out thirty, if I bust out thirty push-ups, uh-huh. which I don't even know if I can do, if I bust out thirty push-ups before I go to the club, like I'm gonna, my muscles look bigger for the next twenty minutes or so. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think that's the idea. Oh, that's a that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. If that's the case, then it, it's, that's never worked for me. I learned <laughs> I learned it on I learned it on one of the uh, seasons of The Ultimate Fighter. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if you remember Matt Sarah. He was a coach on one of the seasons, and yeah. he was talking to his team, and he, he, you know, they were doing push-ups like as part of training, and he was like, he was like, I'm not talking about these. I'm not talking about the push-ups you do right before you leave for the club, guys. I'm talking about real push-ups. <laughs> and I guess so. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So you, so nobody actually told you what you just said. Uh, what you just told me. You just took that from what he said. Well, yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure I that's enjoy that. That's pretty cool. I'm going to start every time before I'm about to leave. I'm going you know, to put on a little bit smaller shirt, and I'm going to bust out 30 push-ups. If I bust or do out, some curls. If I bust out 30, uh, 30 sit-ups. Will I get a couple muscles to pop through this gut, or those are still going to be down there? They're still going to be hidden. It's going to take more than 30. 30, more I'll than 30. I'll just say that. All right, take more we, than I'll tell you what. You and I might be able to do 30 push-ups between the two of us. Yeah, I think I might be able to get 15 out, or, or 10 and you 20. Uh, or 15 and 15. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 15 and 15 it is. That or sounds good. 20 and 10. You and me. So please, if you go to the gym or if you go to training personally, and uh, if you go to training personally uh, and mention the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, you get uh, your first month free. Exactly. So if you do that, uh, she does have, you do do a lot of different uh, training exercises in there. Go ahead. I, we would all enjoy it for you to feel, feel free. If, it, if I'm there with you at the same time, I'm going to start making the same noises that you do <laughs> as I do your workout. Okay. You can think of it as making Don't. fun. You can think of it as making fun of you. Everybody else there is going to see it as laughing with you. Um, or with me. So you are the only person that's going to think laughing with you. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, if you go to training personally, you won't find the muscle-bound people who are, lifting, who are lifting, who are just doing curls, doing you know 60-pound curls or something like that. Nope. 
I mean, it's it's functional fitness. It's 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 actually to use. There's people of all different fitness to be sizes. Fit. And yes. Anyway, that was just that was just a joke. So yeah. uh, there you go. So on the on that note, uh, do you got anything else to go with the grunting? I don't know where we even started with that, but uh, just talking about the U.S. Open. Oh, the U.S. Was... Open. That's right. So um, yeah, good luck to everybody that's left. Yeah, I mean, is that little like twelve year old that was from from the United States? Is she still in it? Coco Golf. Yeah, or Coco. Uh, no, I think she lost. I think uh, she lost early. That's my new favorite sure. person. Her yeah. name is Coco. Coco. I hey. love that. I always like Coco Crisp. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought he was always phenomenal. You know, I'm just a big Coco fan. So mm-hmm. Coco Golf, I'm in. Hundred yeah, like, percent, girl. I like just about anything chocolate. Yep. Keep it going. Didn't she beat Serena Williams or something? Ye- yeah. Was it Serena? I don't know. She beat somebody. Did something really cool. So yeah, uh, good for her. Way to go! Uh, you're my next new favorite tennis star. You know, sure know a lot about your next favorite tennis star. Yeah, her name's Coco. <laughs> she's like 12. I, sh- I feel like I, I shouldn't know, know anything about that. No, yeah, or no, she's 15. She's 15. She's 15. Yeah, yeah she's 15. Like just I still like, feel like I don't. Just I, like gymnasts. Somehow, yeah. gy- the best gymnasts in the world are like 14 years old. I don't understand how that yeah, happens. It's because they their bodies are still like made of rubber. They they don't have yeah. stiff bones unless you're like from. Some of these other nations, like Russia's always got like a 35-year-old. Oh. And then like. uh you start know, rooting for them. Uh, there's always somebody that's got like some really old lady that looks like she's 12 and they put her <laughs> age up and it's like 42. And you're like, why? <laughs> How do you still flip like that at 42? Anyway, did you, Simone Biles now ha- has her own flip, her own little thing. She spins and flips like 400 times. Oh. Nobody's called- ever done it. It's called the Biles or something like that. Wow. So she, just, so she just did it in a competition the other day. It was it was it was sick. She hit the biles. She hit the biles, dude. She landed. Man. Nobody's ever done it before. Dang. It was like thirty-seven twists and fourteen flips. And I that ain't no joke. At one time, huh? pull that bad boy up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You put that thing in super slow motion. It'll be like a hummingbird. If she looks like a hummingbird flipping around, flying around. You don't even you you think that she didn't even flip. She just looks like she just kind of rolled over. And if you don't have any eyes, you can pull it up on YouTube. But all you're gonna do is hear. <laughs> somebody talking about it that's right that's all you're gonna hear that's all you're gonna hear and if you only have one eye well you know what you know what to do <laughs> speaking of one eye knowing what to do let's move on to our newest uh favorite uh segment of the nosebleed sports podcast it is the comedy segment where we listen to a stand-up comedian's comic set uh and go from there man we we, we just kind of get on here and Tell everybody what we think about it. And this past week, we uh, we watched Jim Gaffigan's new special, Quality Time. It was on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. So um, if you want to watch it, check it out. We'll talk a little about it right now. So if you haven't seen it, uh, I mean, you know, we'll probably talk about it. So, yeah. you know, spoiler alert or whatever you want right. to call it. It yeah. is what it is. So It's a good call. We need some kind of spoiler alert sound on here. So, oh, spoiler alert. There you go. That was it. Spoiler alert. Blah, 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 blah. That's perfect. I mean, nothing says spoiler alert like that noise. Spoiler alert. Blah, 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 blah. That's, the, that's the spoiler siren. There it is. All right. So, uh, Gaffigan, let's start off, man. What would you think about it? Because so, Jim, first off, real quick, for those of you that don't know, I apologize. I ask you a question. I do it all no, the time. No, no. I ask you a question and then cut you off. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan is not like the other comics that we uh, have portrayed in the last two in the last two. Uh, segments of this so 
much more clean feller. What do you think? Yeah, uh, that's kind of his calling card is is he's one of the better comedians and he's one of the very rare comedians that you think of as one of the more famous guys at least. I guess not everybody's a Jim Gaffigan fan, but he is and and you don't really hear him talked about as much as some of the other comedians. I think because I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's an outcast or anything among comedians, but he's just not spoken about as much because I think there's a little bit of a. It's not a division. It's just. It's just you know. There's like comedy, and then clean comedy is something else. It's not like clean comedy and dirty comedy. It's like comedy and clean comedy. Sure, yeah. That's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, you feel that way. Yeah. So Jim Gaffigan would would qualify as a clean comedian. And he does the best job of any clean comedian that I know of, of making people laugh. And, and it just, it, I mean, it sounds too simple to say it that way, but it I, truly that is what it is. And of the three, the, so the three weeks we did Whitney Cummings, Dave Chappelle, and Jim Gaffigan, this Jim Gaffigan special, and I was surprised a little bit, even though I've loved Jim Gaffigan for a very long time. He's one of the comedians I've seen live. I have his. I bought his CDs when he when he released yeah. them fifteen years ago, or whatever. And uh, but he, I laughed harder at this one than either of the other two. Probably the other two combined. I'm gonna. I don't. I don't. I don't know because I don't really remember the first two. I I, I might have seen one of them. No, sorry. I meant Whitney Cummings and oh, Dave oh, Chappelle. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, what I meant. So I still put Dave Chappelle over top of this one. Okay. Dave Chappelle's newest one. Uh, I still think is I laughed harder in that than I did for Gaffigan, but it was definitely better than Cummings. Whitney, I and I like Whitney more. Whitney's one of my I, I say this every time because I feel bad saying I didn't like the special, but I didn't. Um, but Gaffigan was good, man. He was good for a clean guy. He, you know what I like about mm. about him? I know for a clean guy. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, let's address that when you're done finishing. Is that a is that a uh, a, a comic remark? No, no, no. I, I just, I mean, it just hit me. I just, I just, I got good for a clean guy. Okay. And I, that's kind of what I was talking about. The exactly, division between comedy and clean. And I yeah. don't mean that like he's like, he's, he's not good compared to everybody else. I just, no, I don't feel that. I laughed. It was just a different kind of laugh. I felt like I could, I actually watched, I watched, I watched it the first time with my kids there with me. And they didn't. They were laughing like crazy. They had no idea what they're laughing at. They're three, three and six. They didn't know what they're laughing at. They're just laughing because their dad was laughing. I laughed. It was funny. Yeah, I had a good time. Uh, the horse jokes just kept going, and <laughs> and he does. He's a very good. He's very good at self-deprecation and turning that into jokes. That's what ninety percent of his specials are, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he's got some other kind of, you know, he's got some stuff that uh, that's that it's not it's not racy in any way, but you know, he kind of makes fun of some stuff every now and yeah, then. Yeah. So it's not like it's, you know, it's just an all-time nice guy. He still gets out and, and makes fun of some stuff that should be made fun of, like a guy in a net shirt working out in a gym with a greasy greasy mullet. You might not play the Jim Gaffigan special at your, um, at your party for your church senior group, but it's not it, – it, but you but can, you can but play, you can play it in front of your kids. Yeah. Um, it just, just pure making me laugh frequently and hard. This one was the best one for me 
it, not like it didn't like blow Dave Chappelle's away because I love Dave Chappelle's new special, but it I I was laughing more consistently and har- harder <clears throat> throughout throughout the special. Just you know, you said he did like ten or fifteen minutes of horse jokes. And he kept saying he kept he kept saying the whole time like, oh, I know you guys are getting so tor- tired of these horse jokes. And then he'd start talking about a horse, and the best was when he said something like, all right, I'm done with the horse jokes. So this pony, it's his delivery. He's got, he's got this high-pitched voice every once in a while that comes that you in. you don't like, and, really, do you? Uh, not really. It's just a little weird, but it fits for what he's doing. Yeah, he does. And he ended up doing, I mean. a high, scratchy voice. Yes, yes. And he... I feel like he used, and I feel like if another comedian did that same voice, I would not like it. For some reason, for me, it really works yeah. from him. And and, and then he kind of like expanded it, I think, in this. I feel like he expanded it a little bit in this special where he did more voices kind of like that, where he did a couple little variations of that high-pitched thing. And he also did like, you know, like the 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 southern draw hillbilly, hillbilly. kind of like ahead, dumb, brother, american yeah, dumb american thing dumb american and he does he does not that, not that all hillbillies are dumb americans it's just the voice that we give them right right it's just the stereotype we, he, yeah. it was a stereotype which you can that's whatever. what comedy is that's you're making fun of stereotypes so if <laughs> yes. you don't like it once Every, again don't listen to comedy everybody does if it, you right. don't want to if you don't want to laugh don't listen to comedy so <laughs> so he did that really well i thought um, the, one of the, one of the horse jokes and he did a bunch of different stuff. It wasn't just horse material, but it's, <laughs> it's funny just alone thinking about that. He did like 15 minutes of just horse, of material. Just horse jokes. <laughs> and, uh, but the one that I liked, I think a lot was he said, why do we, why do we specify horse back riding? <laughs> what other part of the horse are you riding? He said, he said, it's not like people say, Hey, you want to go ride a horse? what part <laughs> which that voice was nowhere close to what he did and that's my point is well, however he does the voices it makes his delivery and his jokes so much more funny yeah and that's what made that so funny to me is the timing and the voice and the way he said what part when you when someone <laughs> asked a fictitious guy do you want to go horseback or do you want to ride a horse yeah. or whatever that's good so anyway the nailing, the nailing, the horseshoes on. The horse oh, says, "Why don't you just glue those on? Just don't tell me where the glue came from." <laughs> yeah. And the whole audience acted like that was the worst thing you could possibly say. That was the greatest. He looks down and he's like, "What is there a horse in the front row? That's what you guys. Do? That's what you guys are going to be getting yeah. on me about." He's like, "It's not good. like there's a horse in the front row going, hey, buddy, watch the, watch the, take it easy on the, the glue, glue jokes.'" <laughs> Anyway, uh, all right. I don't want to butcher any more of his jokes. Yeah, because they're way better when he does it. Yeah. But check him out. Jim Gaffigan, funny guy. Hopefully you listened to it last week. Otherwise, it's a spoiler alert. I highly, re- I highly recommend this one. I recommended the Dave Chappelle uh, special that we talked about last week. So next week, so for this upcoming week. We've made the decision already. We have. And we're going now. Are we going Eddie Murphy Delirious or Raw? Uh, are both of them on Netflix right now? I thought just Delirious was on there. They got oh, is it just Delirious? I'm not 100 sure. Delirious is definitely on there though, right? Delirious is definitely on there. I've seen that. 
I've seen that up here when I pull it up, but uh, just I don't know, man. What are you What are you thinking? Let's do Delirious. If that's the one on Netflix, it's also the one I have on DVD. So either it, way, yeah. I'm good. Oh, Delirious is the only one on here. Okay, so we're we're doing Eddie Murphy Delirious, uh, one of his. Uh, maybe his most famous or second most famous behind Raw. I feel Raw is number one, right? Really? I I, yeah. I, I feel like they're almost the same. I don't yeah. know. One of them, he's got like a purple uh, <laughs> leather uh, suit on. <laughs> it's like a patent leather, though. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. A patent leather. And then <laughs> yeah. he's got a red. Why is it called patent leather? Like, So when the guy patented this kind of leather, it's shiny. And what what animal creates leather that's as shiny as patent leather? Uh, I have no idea, but... Do you think it's just got like a clear coat over it? Yeah, probably a clear coat. Because it just looks like plastic to me. It does, it does look like plastic, but it was featured on my favorite uh, version of Jordan's. I think it was, was it 9 or 11? That's terrible that I can't think of which number it was now, but uh, 94, 5, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my favorite my favorite pair of Jordans. Yeah. Had the around the bottom, yeah, kind of surrounding yeah, the bottom about. of the shoe. Yeah, yeah, white up top. Patent leather. All right, so uh, Eddie Murray, Eddie Murray, Eddie Murphy, mm. Eddie Murray, not a funny guy. Maybe funny, you know, you know, in uh, private, but uh, never had many jokes for the media. One of the not one a of, big media guy. One of the one of the great switch hitters of all time. Yeah, I agree with that. Chipper Jones, Mickey Mantle. Uh. uh Give me some other ones. Um, I'm, uh, is that it? Chipper Jones, Joe Schmidt, Wiffle Ball, Joe Schmidt, Wiffle Ball, the greatest switch hitter. Is Mickey Mantle? Mickey Mantle was a switch hitter, wasn't he? Was he a switch? I don't even remember. Man, I don't know why I just said that because I feel like that's right. Uh, uh, yeah. So tell Adam us how Dunn. terrible we are talking about Mickey Mantle if he is or isn't a switch hitter. Now I'm gonna go back. I should have just said it, let it go with with fury, with authority, and confidence, mm-hmm. and everybody would believe me. Yep. Yep. Unless, uh, unless like your dad's listening or something, and he just knows that in his head. Um, but, but anyway, we got on. We went from comedy to all-time great switch hitters in Major League Baseball for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna do Eddie Murphy Delirious anyway. Uh, and then I have a, an idea or a suggestion maybe for the following week. Oh yeah. All right. Let's hear it. What do we got? A guy that I know you're a fan of, and that I am a fan of has a new we're in this like really lucky time where all the great comedians all the best comedians are coming back are coming out, out with stuff. specials yeah, yeah it's awesome bill burr has a new one coming out on next week really yes i love bill burr that dude cracks I know me you up. Do. mickey mantle switch hitter i thought okay just like me after a couple drinks <laughs> boy is that true boy is that ever true <laughs> i know uh, Anybody? Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, all right, so Delirious and then Bill Burr. I'm excited. All right, cool. So Let's we jump it. on uh, Eddie Murphy, Delirious. Let's get this thing popping. Let's do it. Get oh. this thing popping. That's what the kids say these days. Mm-hmm. Let's get this thing popping. Yep. Only thing popping for me these days is joints. That was, oh, yeah. Cracking, popping. Yep. You put crack in your joints? Oh, we're not talking about the same I, kind of joint, are we? I enjoy- <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, like, knees, elbows. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. All right, so uh, you got Kansas City. I got Dallas. We got our three locks of the week. 
We got Eddie Murphy Delirious going to be uh, going to be talked about next week on the Nosebleeds. If you go to training personally, you get a month free just by mentioning the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. So if you live in the Cincinnati area, please get over to Chevois, otherwise known as Shiviet. Is that Shiviet or is that Westwood there? It's technically Westwood. But That's it's Westwood, almost on the border. It's right next to the corporate line, which is uh, over there off of um, my favorite street in the world that you turn left on to get to your dad's house. Uh, Wardall? Wardall. I kept wanting to say W's. Wardall had the corporate line. Uh, yes, it did. The corporate line. Still does. Thing. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, uh, nobody has any idea what that even is talking about. <laughs> but if you are in the Cincinnati area, check it out, trainingpersonally.com, I believe. Yes. Trainingpersonally.com. If you go there, make a phone call, hit her up on Facebook, whatever, talk to her, ask her about what's going on, and you mention the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, she's going to give you the first month free. We appreciate that. And, uh, yeah. Anything she's also on Facebook. You get on the website, get on Facebook, find the hours of operation. She's open in the morning and in the evening, kind of kind of available for everybody's schedule. And uh, if you just walk in there and you introduce yourself, you are going to be welcomed like your family. 100%. You're going to be introduced to everybody that's in there, and you are going to be taken. Now, look, your first time, no matter what, whether you mention the nosebleeds or not, is free. Your first visit is free. If you want an entire month, tell them. If you like it and you want to keep going, Nosebleed Sports Podcast. And give it a month. Give it a month. Even if you go and it's hard, it's hard work, and you're like, you know what, I'm not ready for this, just go back. Just force yourself to go back. Getting back there is the only hard part. You go and then you start working out. I disagree. It's hard while you're there, too. Yes, working out is hard. and, (laughs) And Peggy will push you, but she will push you. Just to where you are capable of being pushed. She's not going to overwork you. If you have some sort of nagging injury, your your knee has been bothering you for years and you never did anything about it or whatever, or your elbow, your hand, your wrist, whatever, let her know and she will find variations of every exercise she has for you in order for you to do them without, you know, furthering your injury or your nagging whatever it is. Sure. She's very, very good at that. So I nag a lot in general. Is there a way you think that if I went there, she could get me to stop nagging? I think she My will put duct tape over that. your mouth. And <laughs> There's a lot of people that would like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, as, long as, you take, as long as you take the duct tape off every Wednesday at 1030, that's all we need. There you go. I'll take it off at 1030, and I'll be so backed up that you'll never get a word <laughs> in edgewise. So – uh, catch us out, catch us out, catch us out, catch us up, catch us on Facebook Live every Wednesday right around 1030-ish. And uh, you catch us Thursday mornings bright and early. And for the rest of the week uh, on all your favorite platforms, check out the previous podcast. There's some really funny stuff. We, uh, If you go to SoundCloud.com at the very top of our profile, Nosebleed Sports Podcast, you will see uh, you see some ones that we tag up there on top that we think are, are pretty good. Some interviews we've had with some really good people on there. Uh, so check those out. And, uh, yeah, you catch the most. This is our this is uh, podcast number 71, man. It is. Thank you so much to the people who listen frequently every week. Thank you to the people who logged on to Facebook. Alex, we love you. Joe, Mary slash Randy Witt, uh, uh, Uncle Danny was on. Aunt Barb was on. 
Sounds like a lot of family, man. We need lot to just start telling people first names. So, <laughs> just kidding. Hey, our family listens. Family to it. listens and join uh, join and, and them in listening. Join, it's great. Everybody loves it, and we love doing it. So we appreciate it. And uh, yeah, don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>